I mean, I don't know if he's gone or like, you know, passed away or anything, but if they come out, they'll just be tribute albums. Got it. It'll be like when uh, Tupac passed away, but yet yeah. there were continually albums coming out after his passing. Dude, remember on Chappelle's show? when? They... <laughs> yes. The Chappelle skit was great. Yeah, the Chappelle's, <laughs> this song was made in 94 before George <laughs> W. <laughs> oh, it was so good. I, no wonder Stu and KBW were watching it before Dynasty. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. He's got his younger brother. It's going to be Jeff. The cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode eight. Whoa, I almost said 833. Wow. That would go with Jordan and Joe calling us old. Well, that would be another 500 episodes. Jeez. Yeah, we're going to be very, very old by that point. By the way, last week on Stolen Gimmicks, they said that we would be doing the podcast from a retirement home. We might. Yeah, I think we're on that path. I wouldn't mind that at all, actually. It'll give yeah. us something to do. You know what's funny is they would just hella make fun of us being old. And then they were like, oh, but we love those guys. And then they would go back to making fun of us being old. And then they'd be like, oh, yeah, but we love those guys. So that was hella yeah, funny. No offense. Yeah, exactly. It's like saying no offense, but then you're about to offend somebody. Yeah, then you're about to say something highly offensive. Take two. Welcome to episode 383 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff. And sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother. Not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? Outside of being old. Well, do you know what I did to get pumped up for this episode of Fully Posable, Jeff? Uh... Red Bull? No. Actually, no. I haven't had an energy drink. Jeez. Remember the last one I had? It's been a minute. But no. No no Red Bull. No bang. No nothing flowing through the veins. Nothing like that. I you went did- and I listened to Chambea by Bad Bunny. That would be the song that he came out to at Backlash. Yeah. What KBW is going to do on Now 5? Yes. So to get into the full spirit of the show, get hyped up because that Bad Bunny entrance at Backlash was just amazing and then of course kbw is now getting bad bunny's permission to do his song i figured why not let's put that on let's get the blood pumping let's get going chambea all right well kbw's missing oh like wait like how long are we talking like he went out to get a whopper a few hours ago and he hasn't returned or are we talking days here yeah he went out to get a whopper a few days ago i don't know where he's at days yeah did you file a missing persons report? Did you put him on the side of a milk carton? What are the actions you've taken here, dude? No, nobody really wants him around. So like nobody's really, you know, going out and really looking for him. Uh, so no search parties. No, I looked outside my door. He wasn't there. So I just went back up to watching a baseball game. <laughs> he's not on my doorstep. Yeah, so I don't he, know where he could be. Yeah, he's missing him and his stallion. So, so he, he rode off on his stallion. And has yet to return. Yeah, I have no idea where he's at. Anyways. Well, uh, usually when a cat does that, you know, they're off um, doing things. 
But I have a hard time imagining KBW going off and doing that. And what is that, Scott? Well, you know, the thing that cats do when they disappear for a couple days and they come back and they're feeling cool. They're all hella happy. They just want to lay around and do nothing. Oh, they right. they they got a good breather away from their owners and they just went out and had to clear the mine like felines do. Yes. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Clear right. it. Empty, empty things out. Yeah. That yeah. kind of that sort of thing. OK. All right. Well, I don't know yeah. where he, I don't know where he's at. So anyways. But how are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little stuck on this whole cave. I can't believe he's missing. Like, are we sure that he isn't at Golden Corral and he's been hiding in the bathroom at night? And just getting up the next morning and going out and eating when they open and then just staying there all day and repeat process. We don't have a golden corral around us. So no. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, I mean, <laughs> I, right. I walked down the block maybe once just kind of looked. Well, you have to do that anyway. You, you'll go for a walk sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. But like I went down the block. I looked. He wasn't there. So. Oh, anyways. so you did put a little extra effort in. So not only did you look past your front door, but you did go on a little jaunt down the block too. Well, yeah, I, I call that my nightly stroll with Stu, but anyways. Oh, I see. So it wasn't necessarily for KBW. It no, was more to no. get Stu some air and yeah, so he could stretch his legs out. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I gotcha. So anyways. Right. Well, RIP KBW. He's not dead. Dude. Well, at least I hope well, he's not. I haven't. Uh, missing for a couple days. I don't know. Stu hasn't heard from him. He hasn't heard from him on his BlackBerry. KBW's sidekick hasn't been pinging tower. So anyways, yeah, he's missing. Should we put out a shirt? No, I don't want people to find him. <laughs> you want him to remain unfound. Yeah. Stay missing. <laughs> He'll find his way home. I know he does. Anyways, uh, I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad you got pumped up. I listened to Chumbawamba. Not. Okay. Yeah, close enough. Yes, Chumbawamba, Jeff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a good 90s song right there. It's fantastic. Yes, yes. I get knocked down. Yeah, that song. That one. Yep. Yeah. He, I, I remember when KBW left, he said that was supposed to be on Now 6, but he's just doing the track listing for Now 6. Oh, okay. Well, oh, yeah. So how does this affect the release of his Now albums? It'll be tribute albums. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he's gone or like, you know, passed away or anything, <laughs> but if they come out, they'll just be tribute albums. Got it. It'll be like when uh, Tupac passed away, but yet yeah. there were continually albums coming out after his passing. Dude, remember on Chappelle's show? When it... <laughs> yes. The Chappelle skit was great. Yeah, the Chappelle's <laughs> the song was made in '94 before George <laughs> W. <laughs> oh, it was so good. I, no wonder Stu and KBW were watching it before Dynasty. Well, you know what's funny is we'll do interviews with people, and my camera on my laptop, when it points at me, it points towards my television, and above the television, up on the wall there, there is the Chappelle print that you got me that mm-hmm. has Chappelle as Prince. Tyrone, Rick James, and Lil Wayne. Right. Or Lil John. I'm sorry. Not Lil Wayne. Lil John. And so far, I think 90% of the people we have interviewed have been like, dude, that poster rules. <laughs> and I couldn't agree more. Love Chappelle Show. Yeah. If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or What a Maneuver. Dot net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. You can go back and listen to our past podcasts on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review and subscribe on iTunes. And we've got ads going on our show right now. I don't know what the hell's going on. What is that all about, dude? I don't know. 
Well, I can tell you guys, we're not getting paid for this. Like all of a sudden they're just like throwing ads in and we had no idea. Yeah. It's like that gif of a guy opening up his wallet and there's no money in there. Yeah. Where's our ad? Where's our AdSense revenue? Yeah. Because we're definitely not seeing a dime, nor did we approve them to put ads in. They're just throwing them in. Exactly. Yeah. I don't like it, sir. I don't like it. Hopefully one day we'll see a penny. A penny. Yeah. That's one though. That same penny you gave me when Ronnie Garvin beat Ric Flair. Right. That penny. Right. That same one. Yeah. We're not greedy. We'll just take one penny. Uh, you can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fully posable WFP at gmail.com. All right, Scott, I owe you an apology because there's an omission from last week. Ooh. Okay. The Rick Steiner UK Galoob was in a green singlet. Here's where I got mixed up. The two photos I looked at look like highlighter yellow ring skirts called me out and he's like, Nope, it was a green singlet. And he sent me the picture. Sure enough, it was a green singlet. So I don't know where the highlighter yellow came from. That was my error. So you got five, hmm. you got five and two thirds correct on your seven questions last week. Five and two thirds out of seven. I will take it. Yes. And, so, and thank you, ring skirts. Yeah. So ring skirts uh, called me out. Thank you for calling me out because I don't know how those pictures came out with high, unless somebody got like a highlighter yellow Sharpie. Or it could have just been the picture resolution that you were looking at. Yeah, that could be it. So anyways, yeah, I messed that one up. I apologize. As you said last week, we don't have that figure, so. No, we do not. We, uh, You know what? Our UK Galoob game, outside of the names that we never got here, like uh, El Gigante, Big Josh, Dustin Rhodes, because we got those, luckily. Right. But right. as far as like the repaints or the re-releases, like the Sting, the Luger, the Sid Vicious, we never got any of those. The Steiner Brothers, we didn't get any of those repaints. The one I really wish we had, and I correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we have this one, is the Sting that looks like the OSFTM figure with the black entrance gear. We have it. Oh, we do have that Galoob. Yep, we're all good on that one. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that. so the ones <laughs> that came out with the robes, those are the ones I would really like to add, like the Luger and his entrance robe as well. Um, but... Not a big deal, as long as we have, like, the big names. But the repaints, eh, it's okay. Wait, the robe where it kind of came down around his quads? Correct, yeah. Oh, we got that one. When did you get that? I got that one a while ago. You have to check. You have to t- uh, look at my loose shelf again. I, I guess I do. I don't remember seeing that one on there, but good job, dude. Way to fill in the galoo blanks. We can pass on the repaints, though. It's okay. Well, you know what's funny is the Steiners look really cool, especially when you know that Rick is now in green singlet. So anyways, yeah. <laughs> yes, Barry Windham looks cool. The Brian Pillman looks fantastic with the blue on. And we're actually about to discuss in nostalgia tonight. One that's kind of a nod to the Galoob repaint. Correct. Correct. Uh, Scott, did you get anything recently? Uh, let's see. Did, no, I did get notification, though, that uh, my Andre Ultimate is in at BBTS. OK, when's it to be shipping? Uh, when I decide to ship the pile of loot. OK. I usually wait until the very last minute. They'll be like, you have two days left on item X. And then I'll just dump everything and ship it all out. The never fail moment, though, is as soon as I hit ship, within 48 hours, I get notification that something else hit my pile of loot. Every single time, dude. That's the way it's supposed to work. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, it's like never ending. Right now, I'm kind of on the fence on two ultimates. And one of them I emailed you about the other day. I go, dude, talk me out of the Randy Orton Ultimate. And your answer was, nope, I'm not going to do that. You need that figure. 
<laughs> so you were absolutely zero help. You were totally the devil on my shoulder, talking me into buying things yes. that I probably yes. don't need. Right, right, yes. But, right, right. <laughs> right. Blank said Fred, right? Right, right. So the other one I'm looking at in the Ultimates line, so I'm on the fence on Orton, is the Seth Rollins. And the more pictures I've seen of that Seth Rollins, the more I love it. I love that jacket that he's got, or that coat. Yeah. I love the color scheme on him. I love the different heads that he comes with. I, I just have a feeling I'm going to have to pick up that Seth. Yeah, you should. I, I think I'm going to have to. And, yeah, you should. And it'll See, you're no help at all. You're not like, dude, you know what? You probably have enough Seth in the collection. You really don't need his ultimate. No, you need this ultimate. Okay. And the Orton as well? Yeah, you need the Orton as well. Yeah. Okay. Right? Right. <laughs> Two wrongs don't make a right, right? The bill of blank, right? Right. right. Bill of rights, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good bit. I love that bit, dude. <laughs> it's Howard Stern bit for those of you that aren't familiar with it. Yes. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be the devil on your shoulder, dude. I think you need those figures because, one, you're now eliminating quite a few, excuse me, quite a few elites, I should say. So now you have a little bit more money to play with if you're getting rid of elite money. Because how many elites were you picking up, let's say, between the Legends and the normal elite line? Like, you got the right. Knox, you got the Knoxville, you got the... Mr. America, I just pre-ordered the Elite 103 Roman Reigns when the uh, Solo Sokoa hits. Going to pre-order that one. But primarily, and I was actually talking to uh, At A Chair Shot Tim earlier, I I'm kind of becoming an, elite, uh, an ultimate snob. Like you I'm should. kind of shunning elites and right. really I'm only collecting ultimates. Oh, the Harley race elite flashback. I've got that one coming to me as well. But yeah, it seems where I used to be purchasing elites. Now it's the few and far between ultimates. Of course, I'm never going to stop getting the legends. The mm -hmm. ones that fit into my, my collecting wheelhouse. But yeah, it just seems like all of my collecting money with WWE Mattel is really going into the ultimates line. Yeah. Between the Coliseum collection, that Usos two pack, um, the standard ones that are coming out, just they're so good. Right, right, right. Right. God damn right. it, I can't stop doing that now. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's funny because a lot of people are now focusing a lot on the Coliseum collection right. and the regular ultimate line. So a lot of people are just kind of focusing there and the elites are starting to kind of pile up a little bit. For example, went to Target last week. All that was on the pegs was Fatus and like maybe a couple of Samus. Okay. No, uh, and the head shrinkers, but or SST. Okay. All head shrinkers. Gotcha. It was like somebody purchased all the head shrinkers in Dublin and drove them out to Alameda and dumped them there. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But anyways, it was like all Fatu legends, all Hogan legends. Top picks were clogging the pegs. The Ultimates, they only had AJ Styles and two Bret Hart's. Three Ultimates left on the pegs. Gotcha. Okay. So that was it on the pegs over in Alameda. So, And I'm starting to see that at a few more targets around the area. So, Okay. But yeah, I have definitely, to your point, slowed on Elites. Yeah. And ramped up more on the Ultimate side for sure. Now, speaking of collecting, you and Kyle Peterson both... Between our show last week and Kyle Peterson's YouTube show last week, that was called Conspiracies, we're both talking about SDCC. Uh-huh. So I'm going to play the Kyle clip right now. 
And then I'm going to have a barrage of questions because I have told you, I don't want to know. I want to be surprised with the collectors when that news hits. If it is the picture that KBW sent over to you, yes. and I guess and I guess Kyle Peterson as well, if that, <laughs> me and a couple other people are trying to figure out how this is or like who this is because we cannot, we're, we've got all the clues, but we're stuck. We're like, there's only one name that kind of comes to mind and I'll give that to you after we listen to Kyle Peterson's clip. All right, yeah, let's hear what Kyle's got to say. About a little San Diego Comic-Con conspiracy. Now, I got a little picture sent to me. I'm not going to show it here. Sorry, guys. I am not going to do it. The conspiracy's coming over to me now. Uh, but last year, as you guys know, I was shown pictures of the Terry Funk Ultimate about this time last year. And I said to myself, what the heck? They're making a Terry Funk Ultimate? This can't be. There was a lot of questions with that. I wasn't sure what was going on. Well, then, a little bit later, we got the announcement, the uh, Coliseum Collection Terry Funk Ultimate made a heck of a lot of sense. It all kind of clued together. The pieces fit together. But this time, I'm not exactly sure. But it, uh, no idea what this is going to be for. But I do have a feeling it is for San Diego Comic-Con. We'll see what happens. Like I said, I know it's very vague. Nobody likes that. But on the old dark interwebs, the old dark black figure market, there are some pictures going around, or one picture in particular. And I'm not going to bring it up here, but it'll be very interesting if this comes to fruition. I think this could be a huge crossover action figure if this is coming to fruition, like I said. This could be a crossover for other people. This is something that's not just going to be for the wrestling community. I can tell you that much. And this is one of those ones that could be a little controversial. I can tell you my grandpa absolutely hates this person hates him and he would be just blasphemy if he collected mattel figures he hates this person so much he would say i'm done with mattel figures so we'll see what happens a little controversial but very revered it'll be interesting to see how this one goes over if this is what this is but i do think it will bring a ton of eyes from the outside of the wrestling figure community into the line and that's not a bad thing if you're a company like mattel more eyes on the product means more money in the long run so we'll see more to come on that uh in the future so stay tuned for that we just heard Kyle. He was saying it's on the dark web, you know, in the deep dark web. I wrote down all the clues between what you gave last week, Scott, and what Kyle just said on his YouTube show this past weekend. So here's the clues. It's a crossover. And that is the biggest clue, dude. It, it is a crossover figure for sure. So what you're going to see is if this is the name, it's going to be a lot like when they did the Sergeant Slaughter figure, the ultimate because you had the G.I. Joe fans coming in, in addition to the wrestling fans, all hitting on this one figure. So okay. this name that's coming up isn't just wrestling. It is a crossover that is going to appeal, appeal to another collector base that you could end up competing. Again, don't know for sure, but you could end up complete, uh, competing with this collector base once the orders hit for the SDCC figure. Okay, the next clue that you gave last week is it's a row, but... From the picture, you couldn't tell if it's gray or white. Correct. I'm going to go with white. Okay. But from the picture, it was hard to tell. So Drew Vensel made a guess that it was Andy Kaufman. That is a solid guess because your other clue that you gave last week is that you do collect Golden Era, but this may not hit Golden Era. It's kind of pre- I could love that guess. And honestly, I would love to see it. I'm not going to say if it's correct or not correct, 
but that is definitely a figure I would buy if it was if it's Andy Kaufman, I'm definitely picking it up. And that's a solid guess. Okay. And I don't know Kyle Peterson's grandfather, so I don't know who Does he hate who, Andy Kaufman? <laughs> does he hate Andy Kaufman? Like you know <laughs> because he mentioned at the end of the clip that his grandfather would have been so pissed off or Well his grandfather's Jerry Lawler, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> These are good guesses. These are wonderful guesses. So You've really piqued curiosity and we're all at a, at a loss right now. And I think Drew Vensel is like the closest one with that guess of Andy Kaufman. It's such a solid guess, dude. Honestly, it is such a solid guess. And you said there was a name on the back of the robe, right? That is correct. Yes. So when you say crossover, you've got to think, okay, yes, Sergeant Slaughter was a wrestler, but he had the GI Joe appeal as well. Remember a few years ago when we got Mr. T that also was a crossover figure because, yes, he was in the wrestling game, but primarily known for being an actor. So that was crossover. So celebrity crossover. Who was pre-Golden Era celebrity? I'm not necessarily saying it was a celebrity. But all I'm saying is that, yes, it's I would say crossover is the biggest clue that you can give. And I think white, possibly gray entrance robe. All right. But I'm not going to say yes or no because I'm, you know, this is not my news to share. I just want to kind of whet the appetites and get you guys ready for Comic-Con season. Yeah, Scott's all, dude, I think I may know the thing. And I'm all, la, 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 I don't want to (laughs) know. You're like, shut your mouth. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Santa's real. He puts the presents (laughs) out on Christmas morning. I don't want to know anything. So all of us are going to be guessing. And here you and Kyle are just sitting back on excellent. Well, no, because neither of us know if it's the real deal anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm just joking. You guys... I mean, we do have it on very, very good authority. But again, until they actually say, yes, it is X, then we don't know for sure. You guys are sitting back on excellent. Mr. Excellent. Mr. Scott and Kyle Burns. Watch the ants scramble. Yes. <laughs> delightful. <laughs> this is delightful. All right, Kyle, thank you for letting us share that talk. And also check out Kyle Peterson on YouTube as well. Hello, right, dude. Great, dude. Scott, we've got a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Yeah, let's jump right in. All right, let's start off with the major pod and their big figures. Okay. Big rubber guys. Big rubber guys, a.k.a. LJN style. Their first figures was Cardona and Myers. Their next figures that they showed off this past week. Axe and Smash. Axe and Smash will be kind of in that um, Jim Neidhart pose, but the right arm that is cocked up is lowered just a little bit. Almost like Greg Valentine. It's like a reverse Greg Valentine because Greg Valentine had the left arm up. Right, exactly, yes. So it's a reverse Greg Valentine. Correct, and they look amazing, and they do come with the masks. Do come with the masks as well. So, yes, uh, very excited about those figures. I love that they're writing the wrongs of LJN because they're giving us both of them. Yes, agreed. Like, honestly, if if I was going to start an LJN line, that is the first one I would have gone for. You know who the second one would have been? Barbarian. Powers of Pain. Yep. Second set would be Powers of Pain, which would be amazing if that ends up being their third set. That'd be hilarious if that's their third set. Yeah, dude. And then right up after that, you followed up with the Bushwhackers. From Jeremy Padauer, and I know we don't talk much Jazzwares on here. I don't know, dude. There's something about the AEW figures that's been a miss. Well, to be fair, for me personally, and this is just me, I don't watch AEW. 
Okay. So I don't think it's fair that I chime in on the AEW figures. So without I, watching the product, I don't think it's fair. I, I have any opinion. I mean, I can say if they're good or bad by looking at a figure, that's fine. But like, I don't know. I just don't feel right sharing my input on the AEW line. So I do watch AEW and I love AEW. And you collect the figures. I collect some of the figures, not all of them, but okay. I don't know, man. Some of these figures have, and I'm not comparing them to Mattel because that's not fair. But there's something about the figures that are just a miss with me out. And I'm going to say this outside of the Supremes. Okay. So you like the Supreme line. I adore the Supreme line. Okay. I got Brit. I got Cody. I'm excited for Alistair Malachi Black. And who else was in that second one? Oh, Kenny Omega. uh, Yep. And then when the Penta and Phoenix come out, I'm going to be grabbing those. So the Supreme figures are hitting my feels. But the regular figures that we see on the shelves are just, I don't know, there's something missing. I can't put my finger on it, but it's just, it's not there with me. And again, I'm not comparing these to Mattel. I'm not comparing them to any other six-inch scale figures or anything like that. But there's just something missing. And I wish I could put my finger on it to give a strong critique. I just can't. Have they maybe not improved to where you expected them to be? Because we're, what, about two years in on this line now? Uh, three years because wasn't it August of 2020 when they said that they were going to be on the pegs or was it August of 2021? Okay. So we're coming up on, just call it two and a half, three years. Okay. So are they not to where you expected them to be after a certain amount of time? Because we all looked at series one and we're like, okay, they're cool. There's definitely room for improvement, but give them two or three years and let's see where they're at because... You know, it took Jax a minute to get off the ground and make, start making really good figures. They've definitely improved. It's just maybe they haven't improved enough to okay. where maybe it is that spot where they're supposed to be and they're just not hitting that spot or something like that. Okay. So anyways, but this was from Jeremy Padauer's Twitter. AEW figure fans expect an influx of new figures at retail after summer multiple waves in addition any long-term shelf warming product will be removed so watch your local big lots (laughs) (laughs) because they're about to get flooded with aew figures i know i know it's gonna be the toys for toys for tots on uh at christmas time oh my gosh yeah every kid gets a cody wait you guys have cody out there (laughs) wait we're speaking of influx we've got an influx of adam page Nyla Rose and oh, uh, Santana and Ortiz. Those are our big influxes out here. Got it. Please don't flood those poor kids with a bunch of rehos. Oh God. Oh no. Don't punish them at Christmas. (laughs) Don't do that. Just burn them with fire. That's, that's where they go. Not the kids, the reho figures. Let's make that clear. (laughs) All right. Let's head on over to Mattel. No big news this week. So just, a question from the Wrestling Figs message boards. First question comes in from Kiwi Killer. What's a Kiwi Killer, Scott? Somebody who really enjoys Kiwi. Oh, and just they just destroy them every day. Smashing them. Smashing those Kiwis. All right. Well, I'm glad he's got his uh, vitamins going through him. He says, hey, Steve, were you going to be giving us an updated Naomi before her leave from WWE? I always wanted to see her in Rumble Gears from recent years. That's question number one. Has it been discussed, question number two, has it been discussed if Bianca Belair ever get a unique torso mold? Question number three, do video game releases, and he put in parentheses, in-game roster, downloadable content, 
give us a good idea of who is in the queue to be released as far as new superstars, or would you say it's totally separate with regards to priority? Regarding the Naomi question, Steve said Naomi was actually supposed to be in the Royal Rumble elites this year, but was replaced with Brie. Regarding Bianca, Bianca's unique gear will dictate whether or not her figures will need a new torso. And question number three, we operate independently of 2K with talent selection and rollout, so no correlation outside of specific partnerships like the recent unlockable Cena. Okay. I'm wondering if they're going to do more of that in next year's game, 2K24, if they're going to put more figures into the game that you can play with. Um, if they do that crossover, yeah, obviously. But I could see that being like a build, not build a figure. The creator <laughs> um, wrestler? A creator wrestler. Like you can create, unless they did, wait, did they do that this year? I don't play video games, so I don't know. Uh, so I don't have the 2K23 game. Um, I haven't bought one since that travesty from a few years ago. But uh, I don't know if they've made any more creator wrestlers in the action. I mean, maybe somebody that has the game could let us know. But I don't know if in the creator wrestler, like the downloadable content stuff, if you can go in and like grab like a, say like a Mattel LOD. Right. But I think that would be awesome if you could. Like that, act, that adds a whole nother level of playability as far as I'm concerned. Speaking of video games, have you watched the trailer for the new AEW game? Man, there's so much blood. <laughs> Eddie sent me a screenshot from it. And I was like, dude, they added fatalities. Well, that's AEW, dude. Like you, it's insane. You know, what's funny is you like, you watch <laughs> WWE and you're just like, man, I haven't seen blood in a while. You watch AEW. It's like, man, they haven't shown blood in one segment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tony Schiavone. That's like the camera cuts to Shivani's like bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's barbecue sauce. Sorry. Um, so what do you think of it? Or have you watched no, the trailer? I have. I think it looks good, dude. I, it's one of those. I'm again, I don't watch AEW, but if it's in the spirit of, those old, you know, the big four, then it's definitely going to hit my list of, okay, we'll wait for it to go on sale. You know, and I'll definitely want to read reviews of it, you know, see what people are thinking. But I want to hear from the people that did play the big four, that love the big four, that have those standing up as the greatest of all time. Those are the people I want to hear from about this game. Because this game is supposed to be in the spirit of that. If they're able to capture that, it's going on the, on the purchase list for sure. Okay. I'm curious about the controls. I'm curious about the graphics. The graphics right. look good from what I've seen so far. Oh, the graphics looks fantastic. I mean, but again, I don't only play games for graphics. If the playability is not there, the game sucks. I mean, oh, yeah. it looks really pretty. That's awesome. But the controls are horrible. I'm not going to play it. But again, if they're able to capture that spirit in terms of controls, uh, the graphics are there. But I want to be able to, to capture that spirit of the, the controls and the back and forth in the matches, just everything we loved about the big four. I want to know if this game has that. Is, have you read up on anything? Like, is there going to be factions or they're going to be, like, I, I don't know season mode or, I mean, I'm sure they'll have all of that. My big thing is, are, what is the downloadable content going to be? Okay. You know, as, as guys join the roster, are, are you going to be able to download them? You know, how quickly before they become, you know, in a patch, that you can purchase kind of like 2k does that right like i think they do five downloadable packs mm -hmm. i'm wondering if aew is going to do the same kind of thing you know are we going to get owen hart in a downloadable pack what oh, kind definitely. of legends would they be able to sign to a deal to bring it like would we be able to get the midnight express like these are kind of the things i'm wondering is what legends are going to be incorporated into the game as well okay i don't think we'll get midnight express but you're getting 
uh, legends, maybe Arn Anderson. Well, yeah. Can we get young Arn? Oh, that would be cool. You know, Tully was there before. Are we able to get a young Tully? So suddenly now you can have the Brain Busters versus FTR in your game. Uh, That's super appealing. Tully isn't under a deal, so I don't think they would be able to do him. Gotcha. Okay. But these are the kind of things I'm wondering is like, would they be able to sign them to a deal just to put them in the video game? Like if WWE doesn't have them under a Legends deal, could AEW grab them just to put them in the game? Or now they start signing Legends to make figures of them because how long have we been saying... Oh, Jazzwares is going to make a Legends line, and we have yet to see it happen. Right, right. So I'm hoping that that all kind of comes to fruition to kind of steal Kyle's word. I really like that word. Um, We'll see if all of this kind of comes together in terms of like a video game slash toy deal for Legends. That's kind of what I'm hoping. All right. Well, I'm excited for your take on it if and when you do get it. I hope you do. We'll see. Again, I'm going to have to hear a lot of reviews ahead of buying it, for sure. Before I purchase that game, got to hear reviews. I know a lot of people are strong critics of AEW, but I've actually been enjoying it. I've been watching it a lot lately. Um, I watch a lot of wrestling when I edit, so wrestling has just been good lately. Oh, I don't hate AEW at all, dude. No, wrestling is better when you have competition. The more, the merrier. So no part of me wants AEW to go away. I want them to do well. I hope KBW comes back. He's supposed to open the show at Wembley Stadium. Oh, that's right. He is. I wonder if they paid his booking fee already. I don't know. He said he was going to take us. He was going to ride a stallion across the ocean. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, apparently that fifth leg is a propeller too. I don't know. One one long ski. <laughs> the tail's the propeller. <laughs> the tail. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope he comes back in time. I don't. I don't know. Watch him just show up at Wembley Stadium in September, and all, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, there you are. He's Maybe big he's, timing us. He's just left. Just already begun his journey. <laughs> you know? <Yes>. <laughs> he started <laughs> yeah. backpack. He started backpacking, backpacking across America to get to, like Forrest Gump, just running <laughs> across America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna have his own whack pack following him, like in Forrest Gump. Oh, this is fantastic. Oh, this is great. Like, Johnny will be behind him. Stu will be behind him. (laughs) I don't think anybody wants to stand behind him. That dude needs a lot of Burger King. I know, I know. Scott, we have WWE Elite Series 86 up next. What do you say? Let's talk about it. Before we jump into WWE Elite Series 86, we want everybody to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Over there, you can find almost every wrestling figure ever made over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. But for this week, what we want you guys to do is head on over to the WWE section and over to the Main Elite Line section. Slide down to the series, click on 86, and follow along as Scott reads off this list. Head on over to Wrestling Figure Database. Dot com. Scott, what you got for Elite Series 86? Yes, sir. Mattel, WWE Elite Series 86. This was in SummerSlam-themed packaging. First up, we have The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Came with the blue SmackDown heavyweight title. Next up, Carmella. She was in her fabulous black and pink gear. Was packaged with fabulous soft goods pants. Seth Rollins. Pink and black tights, black boots. Polly Pocket style pink and black vest and a kendo stick accessory. Sid Justice, 
This is the uh, the nod to the Galoob figure we spoke about earlier. This was his referee look from SummerSlam 91. Soft goods black pants and referee tank top removed reveal a red singlet, which is the UK Galoob repaint Sid Vicious. Okay, here we go. Back to the highlighter yellow green. Was it like a, was it red or was it like a, a it, it could have been like a hot pink, red. Somewhere yeah. in that that color spectrum, hot pink, red. It goes back to the uh, it goes back to the Rick Steiner last week. Uh, yeah, potato, potato. Exactly. Next up, we got the Miz. White trunks, white boots, white Polly Pocket style entrance jacket, also packaged with white glasses and white headband accessory. Triple H, he was your variant in the series. Came with a soft goods Degeneration X shirt. Regular version had Triple H in his blue tights with an H in blank black font. On the front, variant, red tights with a H in yellow on the front. And last but certainly not least, Colonel Mustafa. He was in regular white elite packaging, no SummerSlam packaging on this one. This was your Target exclusive for this one, so your retail exclusive. Cream-colored pants, green singlet top, soft goods jacket, and that French hat that the French wear. Yeah, and plus I don't know how to spell beret. Got it. I'm going to guess B-E-R-E-T. Uh, or as you correct? would spell it, uh, it would be B-U-H-R-A with a little line over the A. A ba-ray. A ba-ray? A ba-ray. Okay. And Jeff, that rounds out Mattel WWE Elite Series 86. One of my favorite things to look forward to is I love seeing the SummerSlam packaging that they do. They have the yellow sun in the back, kind of like <laughs> highlighter sun yellow, I guess. Yes. <laughs> That's one of the things I love about the series. Scott, what is your favorite figure? Uh, good series here. Um, solid all around. I would say favorite figure, Colonel Mustafa. Colonel Mustafa? Yep. Or, or as most people know him, the Iron Sheik. <laughs> correct, correct. I really like the Seth Rollins and the Sid Justice. Yeah, that is a good Sid figure. It's not the best Sid figure, but it is a good Sid figure. What is the best Sid figure? Well, the best Sid Justice figure is the basic that came out with the blue trunks. Got it, got it. Yeah, the Seth Rollins with the Polly Pocket pink and black vest, also really, really good. All right, let's go over some eBay prices here. The Fiend Bray Wyatt with the blue SmackDown title, last sold eBay listing, May 17th for $18.74 on a buy it now. Carmella with the soft goods removable pants, last sold eBay listing was May 23rd for $18.99. Now... The one previous that sold before that was on May 13th. One sold for $3.25 on five bids. Oh, geez. Yeah, quite a jump. Man, again, what are you making? Just donate it. Seth Rollins, Polly Pocket Pink and Black Vest, Kendo Stick, last sold eBay listing May 19th for $21.50 on 19 bids. A lot of action on that figure. Yeah, must have started low. Sid Justice referee look from SummerSlam 91. With the red slash hot pink singlet underneath, last sold eBay listing, May 23rd for $20 on a buy it now. Miz, white poly pocket jacket, white glasses, last sold eBay listing, May 16th for $28.99 on a buy it now. Triple H, which was the variant with the DX shirt, regular with the Triple H in blue tights with the H in black font on the front. Variant red tights with the H in yellow. I could not find any of these figures sold separately the only listing that i found was these two together okay last sold together 
May 19th for $15.50 on six bids. Ouch. It wasn't even buy one, get one free, dude. It was like <laughs> buy one half off, get the second one free. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I know, dude. Tell me about it. And $45 shipping. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Colonel Mustafa with the soft goods jacket and that French hat that the French wear. Last old eBay listing was April 15th for $15 on a buy it now. I think that figure is really, really good. You like it, huh? I do. I love the removable jacket on him. And I think that they capture the Iron Sheik, or sorry, Colonel Mustafa, really, really well. Uh, Plus, that hat that the French wear. It's a good look. Did you you say Iron Sheik? Yes, yes. Hello, Stu. We are uh, talking about the Iron Sheik. Have you seen KBW lately? I don't know where he's at. No, I have not, no. Okay. He hasn't come through Tracy, at least from what I've seen. And I did look out my front door like Jeff. He hasn't hit me up on my my portable car phone. So, Porta- portable car phone? Yeah, portable car phone. It's a it's my phone that I am able to take in my car, but I'm also able to take inside the house. So it's a portable car phone. Oh. Yes. So. Uh, I, I see. You know, yeah. most people call it a cell phone, but I you know I actually like portable car phone better. I'm gonna start calling my phone that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you happen to see KBW, happen to can you have him call me? Yeah, yeah, for I, sure. I'm kind of worried about it. I know he he left here last week. He kept saying something about, ha ha, Jeff's getting the beat down from his brother in fantasy baseball or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, he as he just left there. That was the last time I heard from him and something like that. Okay. Whatever happened? Whatever happened to that? Did you did you beat his ass? Uh, no, I didn't beat his ass. I heard you put up the most points, so yeah, you did beat his ass. You put up the most points last week. <laughs> well, his team name is Boat Raced, so he held form. He got he got boat raced, unfortunately. I, I heard he got boat raced. Because he had like the fourth most points in the league that week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't matter because you uh, you beat him down, and I like that. Yeah. KBW said something about a downtown Oaktown beatdown or something like that. <laughs> it was a good game, Stu. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, KBW left here talking about that, and that's the last we ever heard from him. That was, wow. Okay, well, he has your information, Stu, so hopefully uh, he gets in touch with you to let you know where he is. Do you think he could possibly be headed to Wembley Stadium? I hope not. I'm supposed to go with him. I'm I'm supposed to be doing backup vocals on his his opening act for AEW. Oh, you've been stretching out the old vocal cords there, Stu? Yeah, yeah, stretching out the vocals, yeah. Nice. Good. Yeah. You know Good. what my favorite uh, chord is? An extension chord. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Are you stretched out? <laughs> yeah, I, I often stretch before the show. I was listening to uh, Chambea by Bad Bunny, who obviously is a big fan of KBW. Yeah, I and, got to uh, I got to meet K- uh, Bad Bunny. I don't know. I don't know who he was. Uh, Oh, but really? You didn't know who Bad Bunny said, was? He, I don't know who Bad Bunny is. He said he was going to do an entrance theme song for one of my wrestlers that I'm bringing into Stampede. Oh, okay. Which wrestler is that? I don't know. <laughs> it's just some local jabroni that... He's, <laughs> he's going to get Bad Bunny music. Yeah, he's going to get Bad Bunny music. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Luckiest Under, jobber in the world. Undercard. Uh, I got it. I got it. Okay. Opening match. <laughs> Curtain jerking with Bad Bunny playing his entrance music. I think he's on the ring crew. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I see. Wait, Bad Bunny or the the wrestler? Uh, No, no, the wrestler. 
Oh, okay, gotcha. Rank, rank crew, rank gotcha. Crew. Anyways, uh, yeah, if you happen to see KBW, have him, have him contact me. Okay, I will. If I see him around here in Tracy, I will uh, definitely let you know. Yeah, congrats on your win last week against your brother. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Stu. I appreciate that. Uh, I heard he got effed in the A or something. Like, <laughs> I don't know. This is everything that KBW. I don't pay attention. We were too busy watching Dynasty, and he just kept talking about. <laughs> He was he kept laughing. He like he was just sitting there watching your guys' score in fantasy baseball and he just kept laughing. He he's kinda mean. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a dick. <laughs> but he's helping me get figures from this Ozer guy. I don't know who this Ozer guy is, but anyways. Uh, all right, Scott, have him contact me. I will for sure, yes. Alright. I'm headed to my yoga studio to watch people stretch out. <laughs> you enjoy that, Stu. Thank you, thank you. Alright, bye. KBW was very ecstatic that you were beating me down. He needs to stop being so mean. Well, I think it's because you took him to, you were the only person that acknowledged his birthday and took him to Black Bear Diner. So like, like you're his that. best, you're like his best friend now. Oh boy. So anyways, oh, hopefully, the chances hopefully, are he's hiding in my garage, dude. I believe it. I'm going to go have to go do a hunt once we're done. <laughs> the search Scott. party for KBW commences. <laughs> Nobody is looking for that dude, dude. (laughs) (laughs) We want him to remain unfound. (laughs) Scott, we've got the listener segment up next. What do you say? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen. Scott, first question this week comes in from the great, the wonderful, the Cleveland Browns fan himself, and the guy that likes you much better than me, just like KBW. Wait, is Justin Summers KBW? <laughs> no, Wait, their voice is nothing alike, dude. Stop it. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's got that voice box like what was in Scream. Remember that voice box? Or that, that kazoo that they were using on South Park? The, oh, man, that's <laughs> Come, nasty. <laughs> coming right for us. <laughs> All right, we got Justin Summers. Let's see what he's got to say. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my every-so-once-in-a-while question. So, the week of this recording, it is currently May 18th, 2023. This week is my 12-year anniversary in podcasting. 12 years ago this week, I entered a submission into a podcast that was called the AllWrestling.com Week in Review. And uh, a, a lot has changed in those last 12 years for me. Now, how does this pertain to you guys? Well, what would be something or some things that if you were to talk to yourself from right before you started doing podcast, what type of things would you tell yourself? For me, uh, one thing is... Something that happened to me this past February, I was at Toy Hio and I, I went to go talk to Cole Cabana after the show because during the show I was helping Danhausen. And I just kind of wanted to thank him for all the inspiration and everything he's given me in podcasting because I, I believe that a lot of us would not be here if it wasn't for him. And when I walked up to him, he was like, Hey, what's up, Justin? Anytime that I've had a wrestler kind of know my name other than Johnny Gargano, because I saw him like a lot early on, uh, a lot of those other people are just like, oh man, it's crazy. This person I don't think should really remember my name, but they do. Uh, and last but not least is something that happened just yesterday. And I think if I were to told myself 
12 years ago that this happened. I, I don't know how I would have reacted, but it, just yesterday I was messaging back and forth with Hornswoggle and we were talking about microphones because he was having some mic issues on his podcast. Supporter of him. He's a great dude. We have a decent relationship of him coming to AIW too, but, and it's just something that, you know, I've, because of this podcasting, something that I've learned over the past 12 years. Now I'm, I'm not necessarily an expert, but I've made mistakes along the way. And, uh, I know how to help people out when they make the same mistakes. Anyway, that'll do it for me. Uh, I will take my answer off the air, especially when uh, we finally get Jeff spayed and neutered because he is no one's favorite tune later. Thank you, Justin. I will be uh, getting spayed and neutered here shortly. Thank you for reminding me. I got to go do that. (laughs) And it's a great way to stay in shape. Um, One of the things that I wish I would have told myself is, be yourself and don't let the smallest critique change and derail your whole perception of podcasting and just everything in general. I used to take everything personal on, on Twitter or any critique. And because I just didn't know how the tone was from the other person, I didn't know if it was good or bad or I I don't know, was it a constructive criticism or whatnot, but I took everything wrong and I've definitely learned to be like, okay, this dude's an idiot, you know, or just ignore. And that's what I do now on Twitter is I just ignore a lot of the stupid stuff that comes our way or just stuff that I see in general. It's just like, okay, I'm going to scroll past this because I don't have the time to deal with this crap anymore. So that's definitely one. Another thing is, is have fun and be yourself and stop stressing over the little stuff on about podcasting. Because when you sit down on, in front of a microphone and you A, start talking about something you love, and B, you start having fun with your brother, that's when the show just starts to take on a life of its own and you just start having a blast. And you and you stop paying attention to the stupid stuff. Like, oh, how many, why was I five downloads less this week than I was last week? Or, you know, small stuff like that. That's the stuff that was driving me insane. And then when I changed my focus to, you know what, I'm having fun with Scott, I'm having fun talking about the figures, you know, fit, we're getting figures all over the place. That's when things really started to turn around. And that's when, that's one of the things I would have told younger self to have fun with, uh, or to pay attention to those things and not focus on the frivolous stuff. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, dude, because I, when we first started, I would say the first two, three, maybe four years, eh, two to three years, it was all about social media. Like you had mentioned Twitter And there's a lot of negativity that comes with that. Like CM Punk said it best. It's like you're in your kitchen, your kitchen window's open, and anybody and everybody can walk by and just shout something in. And you have to take all of it in. And you start to focus more on the negative than you do on the positive. You could get a thousand compliments on what you're doing. And one negative comment can derail all of those thousand positives. And you're going to focus on that negative. It's a tough mindset to get out of. Because I don't know what it is. I was like you. You would listen to more of the negative stuff and focus on that than you would the hundred times more positive that you heard. So it takes a while to kind of reprogram yourself and stop focusing on that negative stuff. It's one of the reasons I'm really not on social media anymore is because of that. I know you still, you definitely still play in that domain, Jeff. Kudos to you. And same for Eddie with Drunk Wrestling History. Like he does all of the social media. I have no patience for that. Zero. 
just it, it was too much negative. I had to escape from it. That would have been something I would have told myself too is, dude, get off social media. Since I've been off of it, it's been so much better. But it's all about when you have a show like this, yes, focus on the positives that are coming your way and don't focus on those one or two negative things that are heavily outweighed by all of the positive that's coming in for sure. Um, and, you know, if you want to talk about things that you would have never imagined before you started doing podcasting, definitely it's all the friends that we made, which is absolutely incredible. And I do want to agree with Justin on what a huge influence Colt Cabana is, not only on Justin, but on this show and probably every other wrestling podcast in existence owes a debt of gratitude to Colt Cabana. That guy is a trailblazer. He was doing a podcast before most people even knew what the hell a podcast was. So huge thanks to Colt Cabana. I couldn't agree with you more on that, Justin. But really like the one thing, if you had said, dude, you're going to make a ton of friends from the show, people in other states, in other countries, and they're going to be people you're talking to for years to come, probably long after the show's gone. I would have been like, well, that seems weird. We only had five downloads in our first week. But making no, all we the friends didn't. that we've... No, we had 72. Oh, suck, 72? Suck at Trebek. Oh, I see. I thought it was five. Yeah, now... We, no, we've only gained five in the past seven years or whatever, six years. <laughs> we're, up to, we're up to 77, dude. So suck it. 77 a week. Suck at Trebek. No, but just to meet everybody that we have and kind of form the Fig Life community with everybody that's in it and just great people all around and I don't want to single anybody out because everybody's just amazing but that has been really like the coolest part of doing this show yes there was the toys that made us yes there was the Mattel factory tour yes people have sent us figures from their collection and the Blue Bloods definitely is my favorite podcast story but outside of all of that meeting people that just share the love of figures the same as us you know, starting off at episode one, we didn't know what this thing was going to be. We didn't know if anybody would listen or if even there were people that wanted to admit they collected wrestling figures. But we kind of threw ourselves out there like, hey, we do. Who else does? Who else loves these things? And look at the community that's been created, all the wrestling figure podcasts that have popped up with us. Um, it's just, it's been absolutely incredible. What a hell of a ride, dude. 72 people wanted to listen to our show. 77 now. 77. Yeah. Justin, congratulations on 12 years, man. That's impressive. Uh, Scott and I are just like, holy crap, we're at, what are we at? Eight? Seven? Three? Uh, seven. Two. Two years? We're at seven two, and a half. Seven and a half. We're at seven and a half years. We're like, holy crap, we can't believe that. Yeah, 12 is incredible, dude. Congratulations. Yeah, that doesn't hold a candle to the 12 inches that you have. So um, congratulations, man. We're happy for you. Justin has his own propeller, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, he plays helicopter and actually flies away. Ric Flair's got nothing on him. Anyways. Woo! All right, Justin, thank you very much for your question this week. Scott, next question comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that bi-weekly question. I know it's a sore subject, boys, but I wanted to ask you guys what you think Mattel could do in the future to make their crowdfunding project successful. For me, there's three things that Mattel can do. One, send out sample playsets to influencers. I'm writing this down. Influencers. <laughs> All right. This idea came from Grimm's Toy Show, who brought it up on his video regarding the playset not being funded. And I have to agree. Yes, Mattel, it's great that you are showing it off, 
But I think it would help to also have people like Grimm, My Damn Toys, and Wrestling Stage Creator also get their hands on the playset and play with it. Number two, try to expand the audience. Look, guys, I know the idea of marketing this towards kids or teens sounds bad, but I think Mattel needs to take an all-hands-on-deck approach. We need 5,000 people to back this. Who's to say there isn't a little Johnny or Jerry out there? Did somebody say Johnny? <laughs> I don't want the stage. It'll devalue other stages. <laughs> I hate Johnny so much. I know. Johnny's so annoying. By the way, Scott, did you get the Macho Man defining moment? I did. I pre-ordered it. Thank you, Johnny. Damn you. That figure's going to devalue my defining moment. WrestleMania 7 Macho Man. Oh, wait till I show off my Harley race. You got the Harley race too. I did. Uh, that's going to devalue my figure from back in 2017 or 18. Anyways, I'm going to go try to find KBW. Yeah, go find KBW. Johnny, yeah, please. get out of here, dude. Johnny or Jerry out there who would rather their dad spend 400 on an ultimate stage than 500 plus on a PS5 Xbox Series X. Number three, make it pricey, but not too pricey. While I don't blame Scott for thinking that the future of Mattel creations are going to be expensive, I'm also worried Mattel is going to go down that route. Yes, Mattel, I know that these sets aren't something you would find at your local Walmart or Target, but I just don't feel there's enough people who would say, yes, I do want to spend 500 plus on a wrestling figure playset. Especially with not so great economic factors at play, I fear that those who are against paying that much for a playset outweigh those who would be down for it. Maybe the answer is lowering the number of people who needed to crowdfund. I don't know, but while I understand where Scott's coming from, I do fear a too expensive price tag will scare more people away than make them interested, even if the set has all the bells and whistles. JT. So I've got a very, very simple answer to how Mattel can fix this next time with their next crowdfund. And it has nothing to do with price point. It has nothing to do with what set they choose. It has nothing to do with what figures they choose to include in said set. It's very simple, dude. What's that? Start advertising during Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and pay-per-views. I agree. Start advertising. You've got to advertise because look what happened when they announced it during NXT. Now, NXT is the lowest rated out of all their shows, right? They announced it during NXT. That thing got an immediate bump. And yep. they only did it one time. You can't tell me that in the space of an entire crowdfund campaign, there's going to be one, possibly two pay-per-views, and what? Five Raws? Five SmackDowns? Five NXTs? That's 15 regular televised shows and one to two pay-per-views where you can run one to two advertisements per show per pay-per-view and possibly hit that number because you're reaching a much wider audience than doing a social media campaign. There has to be a partnership here on these crowd funds with WWE programming and Mattel to really get the word out there. That's my opinion. And I think that'll get the next crowd fund funded. I don't think I it has anything to do with price point. I agree with you. Um, the influencer thing, I don't agree with. I don't feel that putting them in the hands of influencers is the answer. Scott's 100% correct. You're going to get the influencers talking about it. So that's going to get the initial drum of it going. Yeah, the pictures, the the, the influencers, the social media presences. Yeah, yes, that starts it, the conversation. 
the Instagram post, that's all. Yeah. Steve, Steve posting, Bill posting, that's all going to start the conversation. Yep. But Scott's 100% correct. When you start posting and doing commercials or whatever it may be, just little blurbs like it was on NXT, when you start doing that, that's going to bump it up. And Scott's 100% correct. You've got to do it during the whole space of the crowdfund. You can't just do it. Oh, crap. It's Tuesday night. and We've got to crowdfund this by Friday. And yes, it was the tail end of it. And then it didn't get mentioned on SmackDown. No, it did get mentioned on SmackDown. Yes, it got an OK bump, but it wasn't anything to because I think it finished at what? Three three thousand nine hundred and twenty something. Yeah, it was short of 4K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it okay, was a, so, yeah, it was too little too late. Exactly. So Scott's 100 percent correct. You've got to do this from the get go. You've got to do commercials for it during SmackDown, not just quick blurbs, not like Booker T, you know, reading off something. You've got to have it like in the back or Xavier Woods in Drew McIntyre playing with it or something like that. Have it something like that. Yeah. Have it there. Have it in the background. Have it somewhere displayed and have it quickly mentioned and then go. Uh, they can go back to whatever they need to do. Exactly. Just so, ram it down people's throats. Every TV show, every pay-per-view during that crowdfund campaign, it's not going to hurt, right? And I mean, you're probably not going to hit every single tier, but I have no doubt that if you advertised it during the entire duration of the campaign, you're at least going to hit your minimum number of sales. Between social media influences and advertising on WWF television, you're going to hit that number at least the minimum. You're 100% agree. I agree with you. That's that's just my opinion. I could totally be wrong, but what's it going to hurt to try it on the next crowdfund? Because whatever happened last time didn't work, and I'm still pissed. You're still angry about that? No, dude, I'm hell of mad about that. I really wanted that set. I really, and I was not a WCW guy. You know this. You weren't really a WCW guy either. We were hardcore WWE homers. Don't like speak that. for me. Okay, so you were a WCW fan. Yeah, I watched WCW all the time. So I love WCW, and it was only because of Jericho, Hoovy. The NWO stuff was interesting, but okay. like the thing that was keeping me watching WCW Nitro and even WCW Saturday Nights before that was taken off was the cruiserweights. I was loving the cruiserweights. Okay. Gotcha. So to answer, okay. so actually the cruiserweights would get displayed in the first hour or two, and then I would switch over to Raw. Got it. Okay, so you were watching Nitro for a very specific thing. Exactly. Okay, got it. But just from the sheer beauty of that playset. I wanted it. Right. I had to have it. It was fantastic, dude. And seeing it in person, oh, man. That's one that's going to go into, like, the the Mattel warehouse, right? Or, like, the Mattel Hall of Fame as the what could have been. Right. And that, I mean, as a collector, that one's going to take me a long time to get over not having, dude. Because oh, really, at, at the end of the day, we were so close. Yeah. I mean, had they done a couple more weeks of advertising, like... That last week, that last push, like you said, it got a mention on NXT by Booker T. I didn't even know it got met, had gotten mentioned on SmackDown. I was actually at a dance comp that weekend and texting with Tim. Like, dude, we're getting there. and We were keeping up on the, the percentages and everything, watching it, hoping that they'd do a Hail Mary and dump all the figures into that 5K tier. But, man, just heartbreaking. But I think advertising is definitely going to help them hit that number. Yeah. And that rounds out the show. We want everybody to head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, they have the carded and loose prices of LJN's Galoobs, Hasbro's Just Toys Bend, Defining Moments, and Retros. 
If you are on the hunt for any of those figures, head on over to Wrestling Toy Tracker to see if you're getting the fair market value. Again, that's WrestlingToyTracker.com. All right, let's head on over to Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Toy talk, movie talk, all the talk going on over there at Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. They're going to a shorter format, only 30 minutes, and boom, they're off the air. Oh, wow. Yeah, they went to a shorter format over there. So Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Also, check out Rumble Wheel, where they talked about Nickelodeon last week. Nice. I know, I know. Uh, That reminds me, I, I watched it before, and it was called The Orange Years, and I think it was on Hulu? But it's called The Orange Years, and they talk about Nickelodeon, just a deep dive into Nickelodeon, and I loved it. I'm going to watch it again. During summer vacation, remember we used to always watch You Can't Do That on Television? Absolutely. I always wanted a hamburger when Barf came on the screen. (laughs) You look like a wonderful chef. (laughs) He's your type of guy, huh? (laughs) Cooking burgers. Also, check out the TB Toycast, and soon I will be co-hosting with Brian Breaker on the TB Toycast. Oh, very nice, dude. Congratulations. I'm pulling double duty just like you for the time being, Scott. <laughs> duty. Duty. Also, check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. And also check out their Facebook group. That's a lot of fun. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Check out the Stolen Gimmicks Podcast, where they love calling us old, but we still love them. That's jo- Jordan and Joe, where they're talking all things wrestling. A little bit of video games as well. One of my favorite podcasts, despite them saying that our testicles are sagging and all that stuff. Get off our lawn. (laughs) Exactly. By the way, next week, we've got to record from that old person's home. Oh, like the one in the Steel Panther song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, excellent. Okay, cool. I can't wait. Very excited. Yeah, exactly. So we'll be recording from them. We'll be talking to our people. So check out the Stolen Gimmicks podcast. Also, check out the chick Foley show with, with Seth, Marco, and Sheena, and another Jordan as well. Check out the chick Foley show. We got Justin with that voice, and what con- again, congratulations on 12 years over at the Wrestling Cheers podcast. We got RJ over at Ringside Rant, Rucker and Marty doing boot to the face. Tim's pulling up a chair with the fig life. Soda and Ethan are talking all things in the Marbles pod. NASCAR with the vroom vroom going in one huge left circle. Four tires. Got to put a little uh, alignment thingy in the chassis. You know that type of stuff, Scott. And a bit of toot toot. (laughs) And Scott, you've got Drunk Wrestling History. Yes, give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. The show that dropped this past Friday was a review, a look back on Survivor Series 1987. The inaugural Survivor Series, if you will, Jeff, took place on Thanksgiving night, 1987. Fun show. We uh, we reviewed it. We talked about it. And uh, we aren't fans of Hogan at that show because he's a limelight stealer. And Jesse the Body Ventura was right about him all along. <laughs> so was Bobby Heenan. Yes, yes. Hogan's a horrible, horrible uh, stealer of moments as he does to the great Bam Bam Bigelow. And uh, we trash him for it. It's well-deserved. So definitely check it out, uh, Survivor Series 1987, by Drunk Wrestling History, because we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. And don't forget, Ed's doing FAP for 50 right now. Yes, he is, and I think he's on load three. Oh, okay. One, I need you to get me the information to that, because I want some Amazon gift cards. Understood. Okay, you guys are the same age, so you're not shooting out powdered milk yet, so no. they'll probably accept you. Okay, and two, I was thinking about it. Next year, you're going to be, you are going to be fapping at 50? 
Right. Yes. So anyways, I was thinking about that. <laughs> that is correct. Just powdered milk everywhere. And also check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Scott, roll call. I'm going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. If you need artwork, if you need a t-shirt with his artwork on it, or if you love custom Hasbro figures, you got to check out what Jason Wolf is doing. That's Wolf, W-U-L-F. The great Jason Wolf. Give him a follow on his social media accounts. He's got a shop with a bunch of great looking t-shirts on there. He's got custom Hasbros. He's got amazing artwork. Check him out. Jason Wolf. That's W-U-L-F. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. And that rounds out episode 383. Scott, anything else? Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig life since 2016. And happy toy hunting. And I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 383. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.